0: What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today.
1: They took the long way around to get here, but the Braves are right where they expected to be way back in February.
0: I feel really good about our club going into this this playoff.
1: Anything can happen. It's October baseball again in Atlanta. That's what we play for. We, we want to play October baseball every year. That's what we prepare our mind and body for. Season one, episode one of the new AJC Braves Report podcast. That is still a working title, but we're going to go with it for now. I'm Jay Black, the new podcast manager at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's been four years and four straight division titles for the Braves. You never know.
0: We're here. You know, that's a big thing is, is to get invited to the, you know, to the party, and and we have been.
1: Manager Brian Snitker and GM Alex Anthopoulos can take a lot of credit for that. But frankly, every year since Gabe Burns has been on the AJC Braves beat, he's been to the playoffs. So, uh, good job, Gabe. This city thanks you for your service.
2: Yeah, I mean, it feels like just yesterday we were talking about how this team was really inexperienced when that run in 18 happened that you know nobody really saw coming and and now it's it's a completely different story I mean they have more postseason experience than the Brewers do overall they eliminated the Reds and the Marlins, two teams that had less experience than them last year, and they've come within a few innings of the World Series third. So it's been fun to watch how this organization has grown over the last few years.
1: Gabe's in Milwaukee, along with the other half of our team, AJC columnist Mark Bradley. And Mark, this is not your first rodeo, but it may be your first Braves podcast. How many playoff runs has this been for you now?
3: Um, I don't know. Around 20 or so. <laughs> I, I, I think they've been the 19, won the division 19 times since 1991 and then they were in the wild, wild card bracket a couple times. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's around 20. I yep. missed one year because I scattered my kneecap.
1: Oh, well, speaking of, know, um,
3: that, that, was the, that was the year they lost to uh, Miami.
1: Speaking of, um, let's say, unfortunate mishaps in the world of um, newspapers and sports reporting, there should have been, well, there are three members of our team in milwaukee but uh, our photographer curtis compton uh, mark is having some trouble uh, can you can you please fill us in on the uh, on the situation for curtis
3: well i, I he just called and said that uh, uh while he was parked at the stadium for the workout today which was very late in the day um somehow or another the catalytic converter got taken out of his car a rental car <laughs> and he said it was like sounded like he was driving a cement mixer and the uh, the police have been called, and it's just like, holy cow! That's, a, I mean, I've I've been on the road a little bit over my years, and I don't know, I don't remember
1: that one exactly. Have you ever had to call the police on a story? Um. No, oh, I never have. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. well, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with Curtis's uh, trials and tribulations in uh, in Wisconsin <laughs> in another episode. Uh, but before yeah. we get started, I want to remind you that your subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution funds our journalists and, and apparently our catalytic converters, so we thank you for subscribing. Sure. If you are not a subscriber, join us. Go to AJC.com slash BattleATL and sign up today. You'll get the most complete Braves coverage in Atlanta during the postseason, and you'll get a Hank Aaron tribute book, unlimited digital access to... AJC.com and the e-paper starts at $1 a week. So get this special offer now at AJC.com slash BattleATL. Thank you, and continue to follow all reporting in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and online at ajc. So the point of this podcast is to combine our knowledge, access, experience, and sources that you can only get from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and we'll try to entertain you along the way with stories from the road. So rate us and tell us how we can improve, and if you like us, subscribe and spread the word. Now before we dig into what's going to happen in Game 1 today, I want to take a moment and kind of appreciate how utterly bizarre this season has been and what the Braves have overcome and how impressive it is that they pulled this off.
0: Getting that thing after the after the break, and it's like you've got to win games. And we've been six weeks on go, happen to win, happen to be playing tough games, two really rough road trips that we survived very well. And, and um, you know, these guys have been on edge for a long time, which is good.
1: That's it. Uh, they only won 88 games this season, Mark, but you wrote about it earlier in the week. Why does this division title feel so good? Well, I think
3: because it it just never felt like it was going to happen
1: when you spend
3: four months of the season and you can't even get to 500, the odds of you rising up and winning your division are not good, especially when Ronald Acuna isn't playing. But I think that just the sheer volume of players that Alex Anthopoulos was able to bring in at the the trade deadline, it was almost like he had brought in, like, remember, going back to the days of North Carolina and Dean Smith, he would sometimes put in uh, his subs as a unit they called it the blue team this is almost like the Braves got a blue team they've got an outfield now that wasn't there uh, two months ago and you know they've gotten so much in the way of contributions from uh duvall and solaire and pretty much everybody he brought over so an awful lot of talk with, happens about the trading deadline not much really is done that it, you can't really point to one guy every single year that made a difference you could you could point to Fred McGriff in 1993, and he made a difference. Doyle Alexander, who got traded for John Smoltz in 1987, he made a difference to Detroit. But then, in, in the long run, John Smoltz made the Hall of Fame as uh, as a Braves. The improbability factor was almost at at, a, at its all time high regarding the Braves winning a division. I mean, they've come from behind. They were 10 back against the Giants in '93, and 99 and one nine and a half back against the Dodgers in 91, but hey, they didn't even go in above 500 into, uh, until August. And then a week later, they're in first
1: place. Gabe, when all these moves happened, all pretty much five of them uh, in the two weeks leading up to the deadline and at the deadline, did you think the Braves could pull it off?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think at, at the time, you can't help but to, to think there, there's an opening because when you looked at their division, there was just nobody running away with it, and that's exactly – you know, uh, Alex Metzopoulos did a really good Q&A with Mark shortly after the trade deadline. And, and he really explained that two huge factors were the team's run differential, which is often used as an indicator of projected future success, and the fact that no one in the division was running away with it. And when you look at the teams that were kind of lumped with them in the division, the Mets had had a lot of injuries and they were just not rolling. And obviously, they just completely fell apart. And the Phillies were what they've been these last few years, which is around a 500 club. And outside of really one hot run this season, that's just what they were. So when you look at it that way, it's believable that the Braves pulled this off. When you look at it as what they endured for the first few months of the season, uh, everything that went wrong, I mean, sometimes it's just not your year. And it doesn't matter how much you know talent you have. Things can just go wrong. Guys, you know, off-field things injuries just really everything that happened to this club and it just seemed like it was time to just chalk it up and say you know what they had an off year a lot of things went against them it's easy to see how they could bounce back next year and for them to have done with it i mean again the quantity of it the fact that all of these guys ended up hitting he didn't miss on any of them and they all just fit this team's profile to a T. they they all can mash. They've all fit into the clubhouse. You know, they love John Peterson and the way he's fit in. Obviously, he's a guy who's known nothing but the playoffs in his career. Uh, Eddie Rosario, he looks back to the form he had with Minnesota a couple of years ago. Horace Soler has been a really pleasant surprise. He was showing signs of life at the end of that last week or so with Kansas City. I mean, just, and then they knew what they were getting with Adam Duvall, but you can't really, it's hard to put into words how important he's been for them. So, and you look at the way Freddie Freeman turned around his his slow start, which feels so long ago. You look at Austin Riley becoming a 300-hitter, which most people thought just wasn't in the cards for him. Even the people who were high on him didn't expect that he would become a 300-hitter. So it's just one thing after another that really, for as much that went wrong with this team early on, it just feels like everything kind of went right for them down the stretch.
1: And, and after all that it's kind of kind of hard to count them out you can't you they can they can almost recover from anything after recovering coming from that and and now they're in a place where they're comfortable This is a
0: pretty battle-tested group here that we got too. i mean these guys have been through the wars and and um know what they're in for and and um,
1: they're very aware of who we're going to face gabe is it just business as usual now is that the vibe
2: yeah i mean they they sounded really confident and of course that's what they're going to say and that's where they're going to act, you believe it with this team. This team has exuded confidence for quite a while now. I think that when you look at what happened on that West Coast road trip for them, you know, and Dansby has talked about this, Freddie has talked about this, how important that trip was. I mean, they, they lose those first two games in San Francisco. One of them was kind of in brutal fashion with Will Smith blowing a save in the ninth, and they bounce back. They win the last game there. They take three or four in Phoenix, and they sweep a Padres team that already had their bags packed and were done for the year anyway. So, but that was a big trip for them. They went seven and three, not counting that suspended game that finished, and that kind of you know built them some momentum going into that series against the Phillies. When they just you know, as soon as you win that first game, it, it all kind of snowballs from there, and they're able to win those next two and wrap up the division. So yeah I mean, it's this is going to be a really close series. Um, Freddie Freeman guessed it would be a very low scoring series. That's I mean, that's what you would expect on paper. Things sometimes play out differently, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tight, but the Braves certainly have no reason to uh, to doubt themselves at this point.
3: One of the things last year was that the Braves got into the playoffs and uh, won the division, but they only played a sixty game season, so it was hard. For anybody to gauge any team off of 60 games. Um, and, you know, they basically had their rotation fall apart in uh, September. And then all, all of a sudden, they held the Reds scoreless through their whole series, and they outpitched Miami, and they were up 2 nothing and 3-1 on the Dodgers. And, you know, you kind of think, where has this been? But the, the fact was, it did not... But what they were doing had never—they'd never done that before. I mean, Kyle Wright had never thrown a game like he threw last October. Uh, Ian Anderson was just amazing. Max Fried has been good before, but he was exceptionally good last year, and I mean, he's so—he's he, almost unhittable right now. But I think—I think the same thing sort of sort of applies this year, is because you know you look back on on, on the Braves stats from um, May or July. It, they don't really matter much anymore because, you know, half the team was, or a third of the team wasn't even here. And, uh, uh, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons too, that I think the Braves are, are slipping into the playoffs in a pretty good position because they're not supposed to win this series. Uh, you know, they had, they had the worst record of any playoff qualifier. But if they do, I mean, they're again in the NLCS and, you know, it's, once you get there, anything can
1: happen. While we're recording this, the rosters have not been announced yet. But uh, Gabe, do you think there'll be any surprises? I know Pache and Langoliers did make the trip.
2: Yeah, I think there could be some surprises here. I think um, I think that Terrence Gore, who was uh, you know notable who, with who Kansas I forgot City was even during,
1: who I forgot was even on the roster.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he's not a guy that uh, Braves fans are going to be very familiar with obviously and he's a guy that honestly the people who are really 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 into roster talk uh you know otherwise people wouldn't even know he's with the organization but he's one who i think is a factor here i think that Ache is certainly a factor here and those are basically just
1: yeah, and they're just going to be basically defenders and runners right
2: yeah 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 especially in, in gore's case uh there's a lot of speed there and I think, you know, you're going to look at this. There's, there's going to be questions should Drew Smiley make the roster? I, I, I think he's going to. Um, and we'll, we'll see how, kind of how they align with the pitchers. I mean, again, this is a five game series and, and your hope is going to be that you're getting, you know, seven around seven innings out of, uh, Fortin and Freed in these first two games. So we're going to see, but I, I would, I would expect to see there's, you know, maybe an extra position player or two that people, uh, maybe didn't expect.
3: That's, what, that's usually the way it happens. The roster, you you don't need 13 pitchers in the playoffs because you've got the most you play in uh, in a row is two or three games and then have a travel day. So, you know, you, you don't need 14 guys that can, can throw an inning out of the bullpen. You can cut that down to 11 or 12. And then, you know, because so much of the playoffs is situation-based, if you have somebody to pinch run or pinch hit or just something off the bench, then that's that's a really big thing, and I, I think that you know the Braves have gotten pretty deep as a team. It, it, they were talking the other night, I, I guess it was the night before they clinched about how deep their lineup was, and that's something that it, that it really was last year. That that lineup in the postseason was tremendous, but this year, you know, as of July, you could look at their lineup and say. There are there are really only four big league hitters in there, and all four of the infielders. But then Anthopoulos made his moves, and Travis Darno got healthy, and all of a sudden, this is a deep looking lineup again.
1: Gabe, would you carry Richard Rodriguez?
2: Uh, that's tough. Uh, my, I'm inclined to say no right now. The way the way that he pitched down the stretch uh, was concerning enough, and his kind of propensity for giving up the long ball to uh, my my initial thought there is no. It wouldn't shock me if he was, but my guess would be that he is not.
1: Finally got the full schedule, and I think the only people happy about that in Atlanta are going to be the three of us because we can go home at a regular hour, but nobody cares about us. Five-day games, Mark, is going to be a little tough uh, if you're a fan that wants to go.
3: Um. Yeah, it is. That, that we. You almost knew this was coming. Though, it's a playoff because- tradition, isn't it? Well, it's it's a playoff tradition, and it's also a geographic uh, issue because the Dodgers and Giants are 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 the money series here, and that's that's almost an automatic seven or eight or nine o'clock game every every time they play. And uh, you know the Braves and Milwaukee—that's kind of it's a postseason that has never happened before. Uh, And and there's not, you know, there's no Acuna in here to be, you know, the the breakout young player, but you knew especially if it became L.A. versus uh, the Giants uh, and, and the Cardinals didn't spoil that. You knew that was going to be the late game, like every time it can be the late game.
1: The good news about a 1 p.m. first pitch on Monday is we will have the perfect pregame show for you during your lunch break. Gabe Burns and our columnist Michael Cunningham will join Brandon Adams to get you fired up for Game 3 of the Division Series, and we'll have everything you need to know before first pitch. It's the AJC's Braves News Now Battle for the A, only on AJC.com, our Facebook page, and streaming on YouTube as well. That'll be Monday at 1130 in the morning. So, Gabe, you're going to be on TV. Good luck.
2: Yeah, looking forward to it. I've uh, only been on TV a few times doing this job. Obviously, my uh, area of expertise is writing, but it's always kind of fun to get in front of a camera.
1: All right, game one, being 437, and the pitching matchup is exactly what you want. Corbin Burns, who might win the Cy Young this year against Charlie Morton, who was signed for just this reason. He brought a lot of a lot of great stuff to us. He's one of the great pitchers out there. I faced him before, he's nasty, so...
3: He's a great, great pitcher.
1: That's the insight from Ozzy Albies. And except for that World Series game last year, Morton has been awesome in the playoffs the last two years. He's got a career ERA of three thirty eight and 13 postseason appearances. And, Gabe, when you you look at Milwaukee's lineup, though, for for a team that won 95 games, how many people outside of maybe Garcia really scare you? I know Gelich is, is obviously a former MVP, but he wasn't very good this year.
2: Yeah, it's a really interesting lineup. Uh, Not a lot of household names besides Yelich, uh, but some good hitters. You know, I actually asked Charlie Morton about that today, just, you know, what he thought of the lineup. And he made it a point to stress that they can beat you in a multitude of ways. They have some guys who have some pop. They have some scrappy hitters, as he put it. Uh, It's actually a pretty well-rounded group. It's just, it's not, uh, it's certainly not a sexy lineup like what you're going to be seeing, you know, with the Dodgers or, you know, with the Yankees and teams like that. So, It's an interesting group of hitters. I think the most fascinating guy is Willie Adamas, the shortstop that they acquired uh, from Tampa Bay earlier this year because he's a guy who's been really, really big for them, not just on the field but in the clubhouse. He's one of those guys, one of those glue guys and somebody that teammates gravitate towards. And, you know, the the way that kind of these trades uh, changed the Braves' destiny, acquiring Adamas really changed Milwaukee's. I think they were – I want to say they were two games under 500 before they swung that trade and it ended up kind of sparking a big run for them and so he, so he's going, certainly going to be a guy to watch
1: no brewers got more than 30 homers this year garcia had 29 nobody's got more than 90 rbis either while the Braves, of course have got four that went over 30 the top three rbi men in the national league but wow what a challenge they've got with the brewers pitching
0: no it's it's a huge challenge probably is. About as formidable as you're going to find with these guys. I mean, their pitching is—it's a good club. I mean, they play good defense. Um, they're pitching. They're bullpen. They're everything.
1: And it starts with Corbin Burns, who might win the uh, Cy Young. He's leading the league with a 2.43 ERA. And and Mark, this matchup kind of kind of worries me a little. If I'm a Braves fan, to me it seems like you've got the starter with the best strikeout rate in the league against a powerful but free swinging order.
3: You know it. it, it. It's so hard though in a playoffs because so much of is just down to luck. Mike Foltynewicz had uh, the greatest start of his life in yeah. Game Two against the uh, the Cardinals back in uh, back in 2019, and when he came back in Game Five, he did not have the best stuff of his life, and he left uh, long before that 11-run inning was was over. So, I mean, who saw that coming? Yeah. I mean, it's it just. So much of it is down to, you know, who's hot on on what day, and uh, there's there's a lot of luck involved in this. And and that that sounds kind of a cop out to say, but it really is, isn't? I I think that you look at you look at the Brewers and they're going to play a lot of close games because they're not a big scoring team. The Braves have not been very good in close games this year, but this is a different bunch of Braves than what we saw in uh, May and July. So I guess what I'm saying is who the heck knows anything.
1: Other pitching matchups we we don't know yet, but we're uh, pretty likely to get uh, Max Freed against uh, Woodruff in game two, Anderson against Freddie Peralta in game three. Gabe Brewer's top three starters both all have ERAs under three. Can the Braves keep up?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the big question of the series. I mean, if Milwaukee – people are going to draw parallels here with that Mets team uh, you know, that went on that run several years ago, and the Brewers certainly have the pitching that they could – they could beat anybody. He went through it. Burns and Woodruff are as good as it gets. Peralta's really good. I mean, uh, Lauer's good. Josh Hader is the best reliever in the majors. So, I mean, they're, they're certainly, even without Devin Williams, which was a big loss for them, they're, they're certainly well-stocked pitching-wise. And But if you're the Braves, I mean, you have Charlie Morton, and we've gone over his postseason history, and we know what he can do in October. And you have Max Freed, who's been the best pitcher in the majors, for a few months now so when you're talking about and Ian Anderson who as Mark mentioned earlier had a tremendous debut uh last year in October so when you have those three guys I mean I think that the Braves feel like that they can go toe-to-toe with all those Brewers pitchers and it's certainly understandable why they feel that way and we it, it wouldn't surprise anybody if they did
1: now to the bullpens and every time I see the way managers handle postseason pitching I think of this line from Bruce Wayne Nuts!
0: Come on, let's get
1: nuts. Am I the only one that gets bothered anymore by seeing, like, Evaldi getting pulled after giving up a run in the wild card game, or Scherzer getting yanked so early last night? It drives me crazy. I know it's the playoffs, but it drives me nuts that your aces cannot stay in the ball game anymore.
3: Well, a lot of it has to do with uh, in, the, in the in the wild card game is it's a one and done. Yep. Uh, you would have managed that game a lot different, or, or at least at least partially different had it not been an elimination game right off the bat. But I, I, I think the message that we've seen over the last few years is managers are, they're going more inning by inning than they ever have uh, in the postseason. It, it has become a, a, such a, a game of such small increments now. Just get us through this inning or get us through this at bat or, or don't wait around to see what happens if, uh, when your pitcher faces the lineup for the third time. Um I, I have a hard time with it sometimes, yeah. But I, I, it, it, I've seen it so much in these playoffs or over the last few years that that's the way managers have come to come to do it. And that I don't see that going away anytime
1: soon. It is highly entertaining, though. I mean, it's crazy nonsense, but it is highly entertaining because you don't know who's going to pop out of there. But yeah. Gabe uh, – Here's what Snicker had to say about Will Smith.
0: There's no situation's too big for him either. Will, that guy's got um, guts and and moxie and and everything you know, all that, all of the above.
1: I know the ratio on your feed is is totally against everything that uh, Manager Brian Snicker just said there. Um, but can the Braves afford to have such a quick hook with their starters, with what goes on in the back of that bullpen?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, as always, the truth lies somewhere in the middle with the Will Smith thing. I do think some people act like he's worse than he is, but he's by no means a lockdown closer. That said, there's very few lockdown closers in the game today. So... um you know, would he be better served in an in eighth inning role? I mean, you could certainly debate that, but I, I think the bottom line with the Braves bullpen, I think the Braves bullpen is, is good. I think it's a solid. I think you have guys like Matt Lift, You have guys like Luke Jackson. These come in and get big outs in tough situations for you. So I think that certainly they have a well-rounded bullpen. I think the bottom line with a series like this is you really need, uh, I mean, you just need Morton and Freed to be on. I mean, that's, that's kind of your avenue. You've got a, you've got a match starting pitching with the Brewers. And I think your bullpen is going to. If these games are close, then I do tend to trust the Braves bullpen in those situations. And 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 again, Will Smith is going to be just a key, obviously a key player here because he has he's lived on the edge a lot, and that's a, and that's a pretty da- yeah that's a pretty dangerous uh, game to play in October. So uh, certainly it's going to be uh, heartbreaking for this team if, if you know it comes down to that and you know he winds up blowing it, but uh we'll see i mean i i certainly think that by series end we'll kind of have a more clarity as to you know how how this thing will play out with will smith at closer um comes down to it all
1: right so that brings us to the end of this year podcast and now time for your predictions so uh, mark we'll start with you first uh who wins and how many
3: uh braves
2: five gabe yeah i said braves and four.
1: Oh. All right. So we'll see everybody in Atlanta for the National League Championship Series for the first time since 2001, if that holds up. Uh, But we'll deal with that uh, later. But we will be back after game one. The AJC Braves Report podcast will be just part of our wall-to-wall coverage during the postseason, which includes the AJC e-paper. We will give you more than just the score with insights and analysis on the Atlanta Braves in our expanded after-the-game pages in your e-paper, which you can only get if you subscribe. And will be written by these two men here in Milwaukee, Mark Bradley, And Gabe Burns. Men, this was a fun start, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: Sounds good.
0: What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love, and more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership. Starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today.
3: When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart.